Hey there, this is Jessica Stewart, and you are listening to Finding Your Calm with Your Teenager, episode number 17. Anyone out there have trouble remaining calm when dealing with your teenager? I do, and I did, still do a lot of the time, and that's what this podcast is about. I truly believe that if you can remain calm with your teenager, you can pretty much remain calm in any situation. So listen in for my tips and really practical advice for how to do this in your own life. Stay tuned. Hey, welcome back. I am so glad you've joined me today. I am actually re-recording this episode because I recorded it and then I found out that the sound was awful. Somehow, I think I didn't have my microphone turned on. So anyways, here I'm going with take two of this episode about acceptance. And when I talk about the framework of calm, which I've talked about several times, connection, acceptance, love, and managing emotions, acceptance I find is one of those things that I can keep coming back to over and over again, because although it's one of those concepts that's very simple in theory, actually doing the work of acceptance can be a bit tricky. So I want to discuss that a bit today and just add some practical tips on how to find acceptance with everyday things. And maybe it's something that you might want to work on if you're so inclined or just look at how it shows up in your daily life. And also I would like to offer just when you're thinking about taking time to do any of these things or using these tools that I talk about, uh, you want to make sure that it's worth your while to do this. Like, why would I practice acceptance? Why is it something that's going to be beneficial? And acceptance is one of these things that is very transferable into all areas of your life, into all relationships. Because if you learn this skill, especially working on it with your teenager, you can take it into so many different situations. And I just want to take some time. Also, I'm going to, in the episode, talk about deciphering what, you know, acceptance means in terms of like, it doesn't mean that you just are okay with everything. It just means that you are being realistic about what is actually happening in the present moment and not fighting it. Because when you fight what is happening, we've talked about this before, you lose because you're just fighting really against reality. And although it kind of is one of those things that seems obvious, we do spend a lot of time, I know I do spend a lot of time in my head arguing with reality, wanting things to be different than they are. So the idea behind this is I'm going to just go over how I work with it in some practical sort of small ways in my own life and show you how it can also be transferable. So just how I've applied it to my life in my job and then just give you a framework or some thoughts to think about different ways to think about this to take with you and just to try on in your own life. So the thing about working with the acceptance in small ways, so what I'm going to describe about what I deal with with my one son, is you would 
look at it and say, well, that's really not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Like it may or may not bug one person what I'm going to tell you about him. It's not a huge deal. But when we are able to work on things on a smaller scale and just practice them when it's not such a a high stakes thing that you're doing, then it helps us to be able to apply it on a larger scale. And so basically you can use anything that you find is annoying to you, really about anybody. It's, it could be annoying about your, your children, your teenager, any, somebody in a relationship, somebody you work with. And it doesn't really matter why you're finding it annoying Um, at this point, you can examine that. You can examine the thoughts you have about the person and why it annoys you so much. You can do that. But what I really want to focus on today is the fact that you, we can't ultimately change people. I've talked about this before. And so you just find something that's annoying about somebody that you deal with. So the thing that I've found annoying about my child is probably a pretty common thing is that he is super messy. I have a 21-year-old son now. He lives at home currently, and he's always been super, super messy. And I'm fairly certain that at times he's had all of our drinking glasses in his room, and we've lost dishes and cutlery in his room. And I, over the years, have made this mean many things about myself as a parent, uh, because I was not tidy as a kid myself, ironically, but of course I think that he should be. Um, my dad would complain about the same things with me. And I I just think like I've, I've made it mean that I have not taught him well enough. I've made it mean that since I was a messy kid, well, I've kind of passed this on to him. I have made it mean that um, he might not be capable of getting a job or holding it down, which he has been capable of getting a job and holding it down. And I've also made it mean that he might not be capable of keeping a house clean on his own. So, and I've also tried all of the things to get him to keep his room tidy. So endless lectures, unwanted coaching, cause I'm a life coach. And so I try to coach people maybe against their will sometimes, even when they don't want it. I've tried cleaning it up myself I've compared him to others who keep their rooms really tidy. And all of these things, this this doesn't, it doesn't work to ultimately change him. And that's not really what this is about. I'm not here to tell you, okay, how to, here's how to get your teenager to clean up his room. Because I always believe that the more important work and the more impactful work we can do with our teenagers is actually with ourselves because when we come from a space of being able to become ourselves then we're much more effective as parents so what's interesting to note about this is that this we'll call it a trait but this quality in him it doesn't it doesn't bother him really seemingly he's not really bothered by the fact that his room is a total disaster but I would find myself when I wasn't hadn't practiced this work a lot, going downstairs, knowing that he's a messy kid. However, expecting that when I went downstairs magically, somehow his room would be tidy. So I would have be having a perfectly fine morning. Then I would need to go downstairs to get something maybe in his room or maybe just to turn the lights off because he also likes to leave lights on. And I would go down into his room and then see that it was a total disaster. And then all the while knowing (laughs) that this is the 
he keeps his room very messy, I would just go down and get so angry and just livid that this was the case. And after doing this several times, I, it began to become clear to me because he wasn't there. He had maybe already gone to school at that time. I was making myself so angry because I was expecting to be different than he actually was. I was expecting the situation just to magically have become fixed. And this also brought to mind a quote that I've heard, and you may have heard it as well from Maya Angelou, who said something like this, when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. So he was constantly showing me that he was keeping, he was okay with keeping his room a mess. And so what I started to think about was I could do one of two things. Like I could still keep going downstairs expecting the situation to be different. I could keep yelling at him. None of these were working for me. Or I could accept that this was the way he kept his room and go from that point of view. And so it didn't come automatically to do this, but the more I practiced thinking the following thought worked really well for me was something along the lines of, of course, his room is messy. Of course it is. This is how he keeps his room. And for me to just think that that's going to magically change, it has me in the, I don't know, it has me out to lunch on what I'm actually thinking is possible here. So the more I just thought and went from the viewpoint of, of course, his room was messy, it saved me a whole bunch of mental drama for my own. It saved me a whole bunch of anger, saved me a whole bunch of stress because I no longer was making the fact that he was keeping his room messy, something about my skills as a parent or something about him as a flawed individual. I just kind of thought, okay, well, he doesn't tidy up his room and it doesn't bother him. It's not a problem for him at all. And I was making it a huge problem for me. So that is very helpful. And let me be clear on this. This doesn't mean that I don't try to do anything to change this or I don't have uh, don't set an expectation for him to do anything differently. Like I can still from this standpoint ask him to clean up his room. Acceptance by no means is saying that you can't do anything about it if you choose to do something about it. But when you are doing something from a space of acceptance, which looks something like, of course, your room is messy, as opposed to from a space of, you shouldn't be so messy. What's wrong with you? What the heck's the matter with you? Like, why are you being this way? That kind of energy that you come from, come at a, any person with you're not getting anything done. I promise you that. So if you can come from a space of, look, I know you don't really care if your room is messy, but in this particular circumstance, I need you to clean it up by such and such a date. I know you won't want to do it. I know you don't really care about this and that's okay, but this is an expectation that I have of you. So you can say it in that framework. And I have found 
Although I don't like to give parenting tips too much directly, I have found that when I come from that point of view and we can come to an agreement and I'm not yelling and I'm not lecturing, that it, the message is received more, um, it's received in a better way. So how this is transferable is just an example that I have from my own work life. And you can use many examples, I'm sure, in work, but customer service examples. For example, if you see clients on a regular basis and you know that a client is a particular way, maybe they are extremely, they like to complain about the cost of everything when they come in. So that's the example that we have on several circumstances for different clients. We know that they just don't want to pay, but we are confident that we have good prices and that we are giving good value for the service that we deliver. So we had a a situation, not really a situation, but just a client coming in. And we knew that this was the case for this particular client. And then we talked about it. And my coaching really to the, to the staff was just, we know this is the situation. So let's just expect him to be that way. And not from a place of we're going to get defensive about it, but also not from a place of like, when he comes in, we're going to be surprised if he acts the same way as he always has. Like when somebody shows you how they act and how they show up, you can in your mind then say, oh, of course they're acting this way. And I know how to handle it from a calm point of view. You can also even mentally rehearse and mentally prepare for how somebody is going to show up if you know that's the way they show up and let it not be a surprise. And then you can also avoid having all of the anger and shock and surprise about it that can that can happen when we have all that mental drama of like, they shouldn't be this way. They shouldn't be like this. They are who they are. And as I've said before, and I will say it again, we cannot change people. We may influence, our actions may influence in some way how they behave and respond, but ultimately we cannot change people. They are who they are. They show up the way they show up for their own particular reasons. So the statement that I would offer you is, of course they did. Of course he did. Of course this is what happened. Of course the box in the cupboard is empty again. Of course they took the last granola bar and didn't throw, didn't get rid of the empty box. Of course their room's a disaster. Of course they dropped everything at the front door. You know, the examples can go on and on and on. And, and we still, you know, we still love them. (laughs) They're just annoying sometimes. And that's the truth. And that does not mean that We cannot ask for something different, but certainly this kind of thinking will help to ensure that we remain calm and centered as much as we can. And if you can't at the beginning, like I've said, all these tools are meant to be used for yourself, not against yourself. So if this is something that you can't do right away, you find yourself mentally arguing with how somebody is, that's okay. Don't worry about it. That's you. If, even if you notice that, um, that is definitely super awareness. 
if you're starting to just notice what comes up in your brain when this happens or when the things that annoy you the most, noticing, even noticing when they're coming up, that is amazing awareness for you. And all of change or all of shifting in our, what happens as thought patterns in our brain start from awareness. So of course they did. Of course he did. Of course she did. Of course this person did this is something that can be something you just say in your head. So I will leave it at that. I hope this was helpful. If you think that somebody else would find this helpful, I would uh, encourage you to share it with them. If you found this episode particularly helpful, I would encourage you to rate and review the episode. That would be so helpful to me. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I have something to offer you. And that is a video that I have made to help if you've ever lost it on your teenager. And I made this video because I think this is something that we all struggle with as parents or caregivers of teenagers. We all struggle with it as parents or caregivers of children of any age, really. And I made the video to explain why we do this, what to do if it's happened to you, and just to give you some support with this situation and release the shame and blame of it all. And I hope that you find it so helpful. So how do you get it? If you go to the show notes of the podcast and click the link that says grab your free video here, it will take you to a page to sign up and the, deli- the video will be delivered straight to your inbox. So I hope you enjoy it and have a great day.